Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 39, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story! It's big! Never boring! No way! For his glory! Always! It's God's Big Story! So welcome back everyone, and it is a big day today because today we start a brand new book. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Okay, yeah, so a new book today, huh Dave? Gosh, I forgot to ask yesterday, well, which book is it? Well, Marv, we're back to another New Testament epistle, and we're going to spend the next eight or nine days, I haven't quite decided yet, in the book of James. Oh, okay. But before we get to any of that, Marv, it is Thursday, and you know what that means. G'day, mates. It's you now who. Now, here's some stuff you never knew. Yeah, I've got facts you want to know. I'm Colin, I'm Australian, I'm a bright orange crowd. Yeah, it's some great didgeridooing there, fellas. Good work. G'day, guys. Hi, Colin. So, how are you doing this week, Colin? Oh, bonza, Dave. Yeah, I'm doing great. Okay, good. Yeah, glad to hear it. And, you know, how's life now that you're famous on the podcast? Oh, yeah, it's a bit weird, Dave. Yeah, there's this one kid. You know, he's just a regular black crow, but he keeps following me around and, you know, asking for my autograph and for interesting facts. Oh, I see. And you can't shake him off? Nah, Dave, he sticks to me. His name's Vel. Oh, I see. But actually, wait. So he sticks to you, and his name's Vel? Yep, that's right. So he's Vel Crow? Yep. Really, Colin? What do you mean, Dave? Never mind. Anyway, Colin, do you have an interesting fact for us? Of course I do, Dave. So I heard you guys were going to be reading James. So I've got a James fact for you. Uh, Okay, great. Well, fire away. Okay, so here goes. James was also known as Camel Knees. Uh, say what now? Yeah, James was called Camel Knees. Really? Why? Well, apparently, he would go to the temple by himself, and he would get down on his knees to pray, and he did that so often, and he prayed for so long, that his knees became hard like the knees of a camel. So, yeah, they called him Camel Knees. Okay, wow. Well, yeah, I didn't even know that camels had very hard knees. Oh, yeah, Dave, yeah. You don't want to get kneed by a camel. A camel's knee would crack your skull like a nut. Oh, wow. A nut, Dave. Yeah, it split it right open. Brains everywhere. Okay, yep, thanks, Colin. We get it. Hard knees. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to sneak out of here in case Vel's waiting for me outside. Okay, bye, Colin. Thanks. Yep, we'll see you next week, Colin. Okay, Marv, so yep, it's a new book, and you know what that means. It's time for the professor. Sit down, relax, let's have no interruptions. <laughs> it's time for book introduction. Yeah, it's me, the professor. <laughs> Ah! Hi, Professor. So, yes, Professor, we are about to start the book of James. 
Ah, Zanzibar, yes. <laughs> okay, so let's remember our three questions. So, question one, who wrote it? And for the first time in the epistles, it's not Paul. No, no, this one's by James. Yeah, but not James, the brother of John, you know, the one who was the disciple. This James was a half-brother of Jesus. So yeah, Mary and Joseph had some other kids after they had Jesus, and so this James was one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you see, after Jesus rose again, James was one of the people he appeared to. And so James became a believer, yeah? And he became one of the leaders of the church in Jerusalem. Oh, okay. So yeah, then question two was, well, Who's he writing to, Professor? Yeah, and I'll answer that along with the question three. You know, what else was going on? So, James was writing in the early days of the church, you know, when there was lots of persecution of the Christians, yeah? So, many of them had to run away from where they lived to escape being put in prison or being stoned or any of that horrible stuff, yeah. And so James is writing to these Christians who have been scattered all over the place. He wants to encourage them and give some advice on how they should be living their lives for Jesus in these new places, yeah? Ah! Okay, yeah, gotcha, thanks, Professor. Uh, Yeah, no worries, guys. Okay, so yep, well, we're going to jump right in, Marvin. Okay, so well, what should we listen for today, Dave? Well, James has a lot of advice for the Christians who have been scattered, so we'll hear him talk about a whole bunch of different things. He'll talk about when times are hard for Christians, when they face persecution. He'll talk about trusting God. He's going to talk about being poor and being rich. He'll talk about being tempted. And he'll talk about the good things that God gives us and how God never changes. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so here's a few things to listen out for. So number one, what will happen to the rich? Okay, number two, what will the people who come through hard times receive? And lastly, what does sin lead to? Oh, wow, three questions, Dave. Gosh, that might be hard to remember. Okay, so what will happen to the rich? What do people who come through hard times receive? And, oh, yeah, yeah, what does sin lead to? Okay, I will do my best, Dave. So who's going to be reading James for us? Well, our old friend Richard is going to take us through James, Marv. Oh, great. Well, hi, Richard. Hi everyone, and today I'm reading from James chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. I, James, am writing this letter. I serve God and the Lord Jesus Christ. I am sending this letter to you, the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. My brothers and sisters, you will face all kinds of trouble. When you do, think of it as a pure joy. Your faith will be tested. You know that when this happens, it will produce in you the strength to continue, and you must allow this strength to finish its work. Then you will be all you should be. You will have everything you need. If any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God for it. He will give it to you. God gives freely to everyone and doesn't find fault. But when you ask, you must believe. You must not doubt. That's because a person who doubts is like a wave of the sea. The wind blows and tosses them around. They shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. This kind of person can't make up their mind. They can never decide what to do. Here's what believers who are in low positions in life should be proud of. They should be proud that God has given them a high position in the kingdom. But rich people 
should take pride in their low positions. That's because they will fade away like wild flowers. The sun rises, its burning heat dries up the plants. Their blossoms fall, their beauty is destroyed. In the same way, rich people will fade away. They fade away even as they go about their business. Blessed is the person who keeps on going when times are hard. After they have come through hard times, this person will receive a crown. The crown is life itself. The Lord has promised it to those who love him. When a person is tempted, they shouldn't say, God is tempting me. God can't be tempted by evil. And he doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted by their own evil desires. These desires lead them on and drag them away. When these desires are allowed to remain, they lead to sin. And when sin is allowed to remain and grow, it leads to death. My dear brothers and sisters, don't let anyone fool you. Every good and perfect gift is from God. This kind of gift comes down from the Father who created the heavenly lights. These lights create shadows that move, but the Father does not change like these shadows. God chose to give us new birth through the message of truth. He wanted us to be the first harvest of his new creation. Thanks, Richard. Okay, Marv, so did you get all three? Well, actually, yeah, I think I did, Dave. So it said the rich will fade away, the people who come through hard times will receive a crown, and sin leads to death. Yeah, good job, Marvin. And don't worry, boys and girls, if you didn't get all three, but hopefully you got one or two. But yes, as James starts his letter, he wants to encourage believers to keep going. Despite the persecutions and the difficult times to keep trusting in God, he wants them to grow in their faith, to not get distracted by riches, because although we'd all maybe like to be rich, riches fade away. He wants them to see what's really valuable is the crown of eternal life that God gives. He wants to see them fight against the temptation to sin which leads to death and instead to delight in the good God who gives us good gifts and who never changes. Okay, yeah, yeah, there was a lot going on there. There is, but James was a pastor. He cared for these people. They had been scattered. They were maybe far from their homes. They were maybe struggling to get by and so James starts his letter reminding them about what was really important, trusting in their good God who never changes. They might not be rich. Things might be tough. They might be tempted to give up. But the truth was, if they had Jesus, they had something that was priceless. Their eternity in the kingdom of heaven. It would be worth it. And James is pointing them back to that truth. Okay, yeah. So it's a keep going. It's worth the struggle. Huh, Dave? Yep, that's what James wants them to remember. Now, boys and girls, here's a question. What did you get, let's say, not this last Christmas, but the one before that? Oh, wow, gosh. Hmm... I think, Dave, I think I got a new cowball. I can't really remember what else, though. Okay, yeah. And boys and girls, if you do remember, well, do you still play with it much? Are you still as excited about it as you were? Or is it stuck in a cupboard somewhere? Maybe it's already thrown out or given away to someone else. See, there are lots of fancy things, new toys in this world, things that we think we have to have. But, you know, none of those things last very long. Soon the excitement fades, we get bored, we lose interest, and we find something else that we really want instead. You know, this world has nothing to offer us that really lasts. But our life with Jesus, the crown that James said God gives us, that, that will last forever. And you see, that should be more important to us than any riches or any stuff that we might have or we might want. So the question is, what do we think about most each day? 
Is it, what can I get? What can I have? What do I want? Or is it, what can I do to please God? Today, thank God for the amazing gift of eternal life and ask his help not to live for ourselves, but to live for him. You know, when we get to heaven, we don't want to be thinking, oh no, I left all my good stuff behind. We want to be thinking, yes, this is what I've been living for all these years. And now, at last, I've arrived. Oh, Moo, yeah, that will be a good feeling, Dave, huh? I think it will, Marvin. And, well, that is it for our first day in the book of James, boys and girls. Have a great afternoon. And we'll be back tomorrow to go a little bit further and to finish up week eight. Okay, great. Well, yep. Bye, boys and girls. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.